Shut up and sit down. back to Around the Natty. This is episode 25. I'm Andrew. And I'm Logan. And we're uh, here to talk some Cincinnati sports. Absolutely. Um, it's a good time to be a Cincinnati fan. How about them Bengals? We got some Bengals uh, who are 5-2, and two, top of the AFC North yep. and the AFC as a whole, um, and the number two ranked UC Bearcats. That's right. I mean, they've been playing well, uh, both uh, UC and the Bengals. Uh, it's been fun to watch, honestly. I, to, for me, UC wasn't really a surprise, uh, maybe to the level, uh, or maybe the national recognition that they've been getting has been yeah. surprising, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're so used to getting put on the back burner and being shafted in many ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, shafted, it's just, you know, yeah. kind of like overlooked, and um, it's nice to be able to get that. And then, you know, obviously moving <clears> into the Big 12, you had a lot of momentum going into the season with that news, and that's really huge for us going forward. Uh, I think it gives us a great shot to retain um, not only Luke Fickle, but also a lot of uh, coaching staff members who we might lose otherwise. Um, You know, maybe Marcus Freeman is able to uh, be, you know, counter-offered a a deal that financially would have kept him here had we had that deal going into it. You know what I mean? Well, that and you also – you walk in and you beat a team like Notre Dame at home, and the, the prestige kind of wears off a little bit if you're pulling off wins like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and the the, the the shameful thing is, is I was listening to Dari Mel the other day on uh, ESPN Radio on Saturday, and uh, they were talking about you know Mel was you know very much like no disrespect to Cincinnati, he's like they played a pretty weak schedule. They, mm-hmm. the, the their marquee win is against Notre Dame who isn't very good this year in his yeah. opinion, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, they're going to find a way to try to poo-poo it. Um, we, we can only play who we play. We can yeah. only play the people in our schedule. Yeah, and, and the Big the big, te- uh, big 12 will help with that, I guess, a little bit maybe. Yeah, I think that just the fact that it's labeled uh, a Power 5 conference, yeah. right? I, it's not a you, super strong you, football conference. I mean, if you win, if you don't lose, if you win your – we'll never have an undefeated season again where we don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no way a power conference school that goes undefeated, regardless of who it is, ever doesn't get the nod to the college football playoff. Right, and, and that's how it should be. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely been a fun time. It's been a time we haven't had in a long time. Correct. I mean, it's been brutal, to say the least. I mean, we went through the, the, the rough years with Tommy Tuberville, with UC, obviously, um, and then even last year. I know uh, we're not really talking Bearcats basketball today, but like I'm a huge Bearcats basketball guy, and the last couple of years under John Brandon have been really terrible. But I'm really excited, excited for Wes Miller coming in. Uh, I am fired up to watch Wes Miller be yeah. the head coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, so that's been awesome. And then obviously Luke Fickle is just doing a bang-up job. Um, yeah, he's been he's been a rock for the for the program. He's he's really just the second he stepped on campus has just built everything you want. He has an elite defense. 
and uh, you know a quarterback that's projected to go first round. Yeah. Who's just been leading the team and and probably could have went into the draft last year and decided to come back. So yeah. it's been huge. As much as I hate Ohio State and <laughs> and how and how overrated that they are, because they are. Um, it, the reality is is that they believe that they have a winning culture and he's brought that belief of a winning culture to Cincinnati. Um, and I know, uh, it took some time, uh, and you know, I, this is also a good transition. I think over to the Bengals in a second, but it took some time to get his guys in there. You know, you yeah. have to give a program, regardless of if it's collegiate or professional, you got to give them a chance to give, you know, get their guys in there. And that's part of the reason I think, and we'll talk about this a little bit, uh, Zach Taylor, um, you know, the, the theory of this coaching staff is wasn't working at first. And I think that that's, that's part of it. Well, f- funny tidbit. You're saying he's got his guys. He's also, he's also done a really good job of making the, not, the guys who aren't necessarily his guys work within his system. Um, you got to think about it. Uh, Desmond Ritter was not class, recruited yep. by, by Luke Fickle. It was yep. actually recruited to the Bearcats by Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny and and cool, but you know, Fickle's really picked it up and and has that program looking like the number two in the nation that can go toe to toe with pretty much any program right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, speaking of going toe to toe, I mean, the Bengals coming off a huge win yeah. against the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, wow, you know, all all around national uh, sports news. That's all you've been hearing: a statement win, a statement win, which I agree. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. Yeah. I and I think that you know, um, kudos uh, to the Bengals organization for making, while maybe not the most popular uh, roster moves, doing the right moves and putting and giving their coaching staff an opportunity to, to, to sink or swim with their guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you know, guys who um, mean a lot to this organization and have been, uh, you know, great for the community as well as, you know, to watch, such as Carlos Dunlap, you know, Atkins, yeah. uh, A.J. Green, you know. Guys, you know, franchise um, heroes, if you will, in a lot of ways. And t- to move on from them, um, some in, you know, more unceremonious ways than others. Yeah. Um, you know, kudos to them to be able to, 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 to put together um, – uh, a program that's working, and what I'll tell you is they're spending money. They they spent money on the defense, and it's paid off huge. Well, you, you had to. I mean, you 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 look at the past three four seasons, you, the tail end of Marvin, the beginning of Zach, and you know you're seeing it right now with uh, with Kansas City as well. Is you know while the NFL is an offensive driven league, you need to have some resistance from your defense to to be successful because. There's going to be games where your de- where your uh, offense isn't putting up putting up the amount of points necessary, and if your off or your defense is just getting marched down the field on every down or every drive, it's hard. It's going to be hard to keep up, and it's it's hard on even the best. Like I said, the the Chiefs are struggling right now, and the main reason is that defense. Now Patrick Mahomes is also throwing, you know, averaging like two interceptions a game or whatever it is, but you know, a defense is crucial and and. You know, Lou took a lot of heat, and he's you know gotten his guys through free agency and through the draft, and it's it's really paying off. It's really paying off. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a Cincinnati defense play at this level. Uh, and I'll see your point in Razy one. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes. I think the biggest reason the Chiefs are struggling is because they have an offensive line that is not very talented and also just not cohesive. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest uh, surprise this year for us. 
because uh, I kind of expect the defense to be at least okay. I mean, they added some guys. They uh, had to be. I mean, if you're spending that much money and you're going out and getting that many guys, they have to be at least serviceable. Right. But but what's been the biggest surprise for me has been the offensive line. You know, there's a lot of uh, people who are upset when we traded down and took um, Jackson, Jackson Carmen. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Reef was I thought was a good signing, but we you know some people were skeptical about to what extent um, you know he he would be able to to lift. Uh, what's been otherwise a, a abysmal offensive line, and also um, has really done um, great things in terms of bringing about a better locker and presence. I, based on what I've, I've been hearing, at least like there, I, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day, and uh, they had uh, they had interviewed Riley Reef and Jackson Carmen, yeah. and they were saying that before Riley Reef got there, like or when he first got there, he was surprised to learn that the offensive line like didn't hang out. Yeah, they didn't go to dinner and things like that. Now they do, but Marley Riley has been the orchestrator, the orchestrator of that. I think he's been really big in Jackson Carmen's development as well. You know, Jackson Carmen came in overweight, out of shape, um, but ill prepared. Um, and if you listen to any interviews with him, he's kind of like a Renaissance man. So he has a lot of um, different interests. And being from the Cincinnati area, being a Fairfield kid, um, it's easy to be distracted by so many other things that are that are close to him for you. But I think that. Riley Reef has set a great example for that offensive line in terms of making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do, and I think it's 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 shown. You know, they're cohesive. Um, they're not fantastic, but they play fairly well. Um, certainly better than I had expected. Um, you know, Quentin Spain is somebody who's Quentin been a, that's been a steal. At, he's been playing at an elite level, and he's playing on the vet minimum. Yeah, you know, he's the second. According to PFF, he's the second ranked guard right now, mm. um, and that's that's huge. And you're getting that play at, at the vet minimum, and you know, I. I hope they go and sign him after the season, um, but right now we're getting we're getting great left guard play. Yeah, and I know he has not been great, but Trey Hopkins coming he's, off of an ACL, been, it's tough. It's tough coming off of ACL five months in, five months in coming off an ACL. Um, that's unbelievable and yeah. playing at the level. Like even just the fact that he's been mostly he's gone mostly unnoticed mm-hmm. has been fantastic. You know, what I mean, and that's I think that's the biggest uh, compliment you can give an offensive line is um, when they. When you don't notice them, they're probably doing an okay job. Yeah, and I think that's what it's been. And and you know, speaking of Trey Hopkins and being injured, how about CJ Uzama? Man, wow. that's that's an unsung story of the season. You know, Correct. he he goes down what, out week, Achilles. week three, week three, week Early, four yeah. against the Browns, and and has came back and has been as solid of a playmaker as you can get. At the tight end position right now, which is has been a premium because you got George Kittle, who's supposed to be this elite guy, can't stay on the field. Um, you know Travis Kelsey. I know you're a big Travis Kelsey guy. Big Travis Kelsey. He's been kind of quiet this season. Oh, he's still very good. I agree, but also like it, it's not a Travis Kelsey season, and and CJ Uzama is tied for you know the league lead in touchdowns by tight ends right now. Yeah. Um, he's showing great run after the catch ability. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely proven to be one of Joe Burrow's favorite targets. Well, and the funny thing is, I think he's, or the coolest thing about that is, is he's really demonstrating uh, an inability to to make plays in an offense that isn't featuring him very yeah, often, you I know? know? In an offense where there's so many playmakers, I mean, you have three Pro Bowl receivers, Pro Bowl level receivers, uh, one being probably going to be the rookie of the year if he continues playing at the rate he's playing yeah. now. Um, and, you know, when the ball comes his way, he's ready, and he makes a play. And it's not just... You know Joe Burrow finding him when he's wide open, which has happened. Yeah, and there's been some great plays off of that, and that's some scheme, and that's Joe Burrow. You know, that's also but, having three Pro Bowl correct. wide receivers. But yeah. also, I mean, just even in the Ravens game alone, you know, um, this game is a lot closer without uh, 
Uzama's runs after catches on, yeah, on, I mean, on both man, on two of those touchdowns. Man, it's been impressive. It's been really, really impressive, you know. And uh, his injury was was one that you you looked at and you're like, oh man, that's a bummer. But you know, after the after he went down, they really didn't utilize the tight end much. Correct. And, and I think a big majority of that is because one, he was injured, and two, Drew Sample is not good at football. Correct. Correct. He's bad. <laughs> you know what's funny is CJ Uzama being the great teammate and guy he is he uh on his one touchdown pass he gave credit to drew because drew he had a one-on-one with Calais campbell and i went back and watched that he kind of got owned yeah. like Calais campbell just was a little bit just a tick too slow yeah. like he but whatever he stood in his way i get it's a tough assignment yada 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 i understand but um yeah no it's uh it's been it's been cool to see him see him succeed and and then uh you know obviously just the offense as a whole has been explosive uh, and that's something that we've missed since really since Carson Palmer was here. I mean, since you had Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson, that, you had some of it with AJ and Andy, uh, but Andy just didn't have the arm to do it. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and or like, the playmaking ability. You correct. Know? He couldn't extend he the couldn't play. Extend the play. Correct. You know, like I, he was. He's a hell of an athlete, but he's definitely a guy. If he has to get out of the pocket, you're kind of screwed. And yeah. uh, you know, regrettably, we saw the effects of that because once the offensive line. Suffered, yeah. Didn't play at an extremely high level, and he just didn't wasn't as, as successful. Um, and that's nothing against Andy. Andy did great for us for a long time, uh, but he just I don't think Andy Dalton's skill sets translates very well to today's NFL. You have to be able to yeah. to move the pocket. You have to be able to extend plays to be successful because offensive line play in general across the board is not as good. Um, and you see the guys who find the most success are guys like Aaron Rodgers still finding success, obviously. Um, you know, Josh Allen, um, you know, even to some extent, Ryan Tannehill, if you watch the Tennessee Titans, like they slide the pocket a lot because they do so much play action and boots. He, he also gets, he also gets an extreme amount of pull from play action. Uh, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you, but understand he was, he's a hell of an athlete. I, mean, I get it. He was a wide receiver at A&M before he transferred or tra- changed over to yeah. quarterback. So, um, it, also has the, it helps to have the best running back in the league. That's correct. That's correct. But you know. But yeah, I mean, who would have thought, man? Five and two, five and two, top of the division, top of the AFC. Yeah, two, through seven games. Big big win against uh against Baltimore. Two and zero in the division as well. Uh, correct. Against correct. against the perennial top dogs. Yeah, and so that that feels good. Um, we do have the Jets this week, though. We've got the Jets this week. Uh, you know who plays for the Jets? Speaking of tight ends, Tyler Croft. Or Tyler Croft? He's a Bills guy, too, for a while. Really? Yeah, Tyler Croft plays, but he's out this week with injury. I'm no surprise there. Uh, but um, no Zach Wilson. So yeah. we get this um, White. Is it Mike right? White. Mike White, who we talked about before in pre-show, played at USF um, his sophomore year, started against UC, played Decently well, actually. And then went transferred to Western Kentucky and became uh, supposedly a star. I, to be honest with you, I don't really follow Western Kentucky football very much. Me um, not a big, uh, I don't even know what conference they're in, to be honest with you. Um, they're the Hilltoppers, right? Uh, let's see. Western Kentucky University. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. I don't know what their mascot is. I can't seem to. It doesn't pop up right away. To be honest with you, <laughs> so uh, noble woman, I, um, I think Mike White might have the top because I don't recognize <laughs> any of these people either. So, 
But yeah, so anyways, uh, sure, the Hilltoppers, if you want to do that, that's cool. I that don't sounds mess fun. It up. I don't want to mess it up. But um, the Hilltoppers, there it is. Nice. Well done. Well done. Stand up and cheer. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers football program is a college football team that represents Western Kentucky University. Thanks. There you go. Um, they are in the uh, subdivision level, however. The so what? It's like... Uh, subdivision level? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's two levels of D1, right? There's FBS and FCS. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, not far from... The campuses in Glasgow, Elizabethton, Fort Knox, and Owensboro. Nice. So, if any of you guys out there looking for a school... <laughs> we found you one. Go be a hilltopper. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what I does mean, that mean? What, how does one I, top? They're a hill? on top of a hill, I guess. Is, I, is that sexual? No. Do you, do you give the hilltop? No, stop. Oh, okay. Stop, sorry, stop. sorry. I digress. Uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but but let's let's call it what it is. Let's let's call it what it is. The the Bengals come in as I think they're an eleven point favorite in this at least. Um, they are the much better team. By they're they're a much better team here. I mean the uh, the Jets the Jets are decimated with injuries on a on a roster that's already not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they have a they have a good defensive interior uh, interior line, um, but outside of that, especially with their you know Zach Wilson being out and and stuff like that, it's it's definitely a game that the Bengals should go in there and take care of business. Don't it, you agree? It, it's, it's, it's a game we should definitely win, certainly. Uh, but I will tell you, I think that in terms of what to look out for, the thing I'm most interested in seeing, the interior defense line is good. you got um, Quinn Williams and uh, who's the other kid? Uh, younger guy. Anyways, that should be a tough matchup for our interior guys because if you had to pick a portion of the offensive line that struggles the most, it is the interior for us. you know. For sure, and definitely the right side as well. Correct, correct. I mean, Jackson Carmen, while he's been very good, I think for a rookie, he's still a rookie. Um, you know, he's still he's yeah. still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, here's one other thing I'll tell you too is they they get CJ Mosley back this week. Yeah. Um, that will be huge for them. Uh, very good player. Um, yeah, the Ravens have really given up some linebackers the last couple of years. That Judon and Mosley leading back true. last season. That's, That's pretty true. wild. I mean, uh, they also have Corey Davis, who's going to be out. Correct. Corey Davis will be out. So he'll be out with, without their their number one receiver right. and their quarterback. Right. So I mean, expect a lot of checkdowns and stuff. I just hope that we don't get too complacent on defense. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it's easy to just let them check down all day. Um. But also understand they're going to try to keep Joe Burrow on this offense off the field. So if we can be aggressive early, uh, get after the quarterback, force him, force a young guy to make mistakes. Um. I think that gives us our best chance to win. And it, even though I, I really think that we would have a better chance of forcing turnovers against Zach Wilson, um, I will say that in general, you put a guy who hasn't had a ton of NFL snaps under his belt um, in rushed situations, good things will happen for your football team, especially with the guys you have in the backfield, whether that's Logan Wilson or um, Jesse Bates. Uh, those are guys that have a knack for the football and are going to find a way to make something happen. Yeah, I mean, can we can we talk? Let's let's step aside from from the preview here and let's talk about Logan Wilson. I mean, my God. Yeah, I've never seen 55 look so sexy on a player, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. If it, from a team that's had substandard linebacker play for such a long time, it's 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 so refreshing to have a have a linebacker that's able to go get it done in the pass and in the run game. Correct. I mean, it, it's it's really – and even – I'll tell you what, even Davis Prather last week, 
Um, had a Davis hell of a Gaither, game. Davis Gaither, I'm sorry. Davis Gaither had a hell of a game last week. Yeah. Um, you know, forced a fumble that didn't get recovered, unfortunately for us. Um, had a couple big stops. Uh, he basically played spy on Lamar Jackson all last week and just yeah. did a hell of a job. And uh, But not to take away from Logan Wilson, but, you know, tied for, I think, fourth in the league with interceptions. He's got three this year. Um, just a super – Making plays. Yeah, yeah I mean, all just, over the field. like I said, just a knack for the football. Being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. Uh, he's really, in today's NFL, he's the linebacker you really want. He, that's Your will linebacker wants to be, you want him to be the Logan Wilson. Yeah. If you have a Logan Wilson, you'll be doing okay. Um, it's one of those things where, to your point, we've spent so much draft stock, yeah. I feel like, over the years on. We've had some misses. And it's been so rough, man. I mean, even going back to the Marvin Lewis era, like, Ray Maluga, Keith Rivers, like guys that were high-level draft picks who weren't terrible necessarily, but not worth the first and second round draft picks that we spent right. on them. Um, you know, and and uh, I will say, outside of the Zach Taylor first-year draft, which if you remember correctly, they were hired very late. He had like a month to prepare. Correct. Outside of that draft, I really feel like they've done pretty well. You in, still in got Jonah Williams out of that draft. Nope, that was the second year. Who did you get the first year? Uh, the first year was, um, shoot, who was the first year? I'm telling you, I think it was Jenna Williams. Maybe it was Jenna Williams, but I feel like because that wasn't the year we traded. Because we this first year we got uh, um, Ryan Finley and Drew Samples after right? Jonah. Uh, let me see. Gosh darn it, uh, Bengals uh, draft now now. Um, so that would have been the, what, 2019 draft? Yes. Let's see here. Jenna Williams. Jenna Williams. Oh, Jenna Williams, okay. Fair enough. So yeah, that year was Jenna Williams, Drew Sample. Jermaine Pratt was that, came out on that one. Who else? Ryan Finley, uh, Rennell Wren, Michael Jordan, Travion Williams, Deshaun Davis, Rodney Anderson, and Jordan Brown. Not great. So, Not great. I mean, but you now, in fairness, in fairness to them, you do have one, two. Your first three picks are still on the team. And starting. Um, and well, uh, playing, playing, getting playing regular play time significantly. Yeah, and uh, I think Jermaine starts. Jermaine definitely starts, but Drew Sample, I think, is ass. But that's and Ryan Finley beat the Steelers in prime time, so that's worth the pick. I agree. I, we traded up to get him, and it was worth. It, I guess. <laughs> it was so, worth that one game. Yeah, Michael Jordan though can. Oh, I didn't know he went to Ohio State. That makes all the sense in the world now. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Maybe I suppressed in the back of my mind because I just <laughs> I didn't want to know. But um, but yeah, well you know, and the year before that, we took freaking Billy Price in the first round, right? Yep. And then the year before that was John, John Ross. Yeah. Oh my god. We haven't had luck. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, I guess it goes in spurts. I mean, the first, I don't know. Well, from like 2009 to 2014, I feel like we couldn't miss. Well, yeah, and it showed on the field. I mean, we had we had the damn best roster in the NFL. Yeah, and I it mean, wasn't through free agency signing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you didn't need to. I I feel like we're, you know, we could have we could have won playoff games. Yeah, you know what I mean? And we had we had some things that didn't go our way, and I'm not gonna say that's the main reason, but like, you know, we we could have won some playoff games there. Right. Um, with Andy Dalton at quarterback, but uh, but I am gonna say, I am gonna say that you know. We were probably a quarterback away from being great. Yeah, I I think that that's 
especially that 2015 team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was that's especially true. Um, but I uh, no, I mean that's enough about the past. We're in the present. We're in the now. Yeah. We are here for Joey franchise, this explosive offense, and um, going back to the point of the Jets game this Sunday. Um, we got to keep on the roll. I think that you know you don't want to have a letdown game right before you go in and play uh, Cleveland. Another divisional opponent. Correct. I actually I think we have a bye week first. We have a bye week and then Cleveland, right? Is that true? I would have to look. I'm not sure. Um, uh, I mean, has any of the other teams played a, a, a divisional game outside of us? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, obviously the people who have played us. But yeah, that's no, what I'm I don't saying. think I don't think any of the what other the heck's teams going have played. On? When are they going to start playing each other? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, no, there is no bye week. The bye week is following the Browns, the Browns game. game. Yeah. So you know what? Can we can we talk about the Browns for a second? They need a bye week more than anybody right now. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, What's his name is gonna sit again this week? Baker. Uh, Baker's gonna sit again this week. Apparently, I heard the opposite. Really? I heard he was cleared. Hmm. I mean, he should go get his shoulder fixed. But he's like, it's his non-throwing shoulder. He's so scared to lose his spot. He's He's fine. He's fine. I've lived with a torn labrum. Yeah, you're also not playing NFL football. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) But uh, he's not. It's not his throwing arm. You know. Listen, if if I was his athletic trainer and he came to me and said. My arm hurts. I would be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, let's let's do some rehab. And then he's like, "It's my left arm." I'm like, get out of here! What? <laughs> like, take take some medicine, you dweeb. You know. But but yeah, I mean, I think I think we're past the point for the Bengals, right? Where you know a lot of the national media is looking at them and going, "Hey, this is a team to look out for," you know. And you know when you talk about the great teams in the in the league right now. You know, you don't you don't look at the Buccaneers and say, "Hey, this is a trap game for the Buccaneers," or you don't look at Green Bay and say, "Hey, this is a trap game for for Green Bay." You go, "This is a team that we expect them to go in and beat, and they're going to." Correct. And and I think the Bengals can be that team, and I think I think Joe Burrow's mentality exudes that as well. I think his preparation's just as good as anybody else's in the league. Um, you heard Jamar Chase Jamar Chase talk about how Joe taught him to to study film and to prepare the right way and to be a pro. And I, I think, I think Joe's leading by example does that for the team. And I, and I don't see the team, you know, I think they look back at, at how they used to be and how they would feel when they played other teams and say like, Hey, any given Sunday, somebody can come in here and kick your ass. Let's prepare. Like this team, you know, is going to do that. Correct. I mean, and here's the thing is we talked about this before. There's no easy wins in the NFL. Um, but if this organization wants to demonstrate that it really is, as their hashtag moniker says, a hashtag new day, like this is it. Because I will tell you that 100% Bengals teams of the past, Marvin Lewis era teams, yeah. would come out, you know, slap dicking around, and they would either make this game a lot closer than it should be, or they would lose. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that. Um, as my good friend Nathan Clark says, um, good teams win, but great teams cover. They need to come in and beat the socks off these people. Yeah. They need to win by more than eleven. Yeah. Um, but let's let's do some uh, let's do some score predictions here. What do you got? What do you think this is going to look like this week when the when the final bell tolls? What is the score? Okay. Um, 
35-17 Bengals. So they cut. So they cut. You're covering number. So here's what I'll say: is Vegas has lost a lot of money this year. Um, I think they know what they're doing. Um, so I'm gonna use Vegas to help me guide my score here. Uh, I still think it's a very convincing win, um, but I think that Robert Sala gets his defense ready. They play a tough game, uh, and it's a 24 to 10 Bengals victory. I don't like it. I don't like your score. I'm just saying. I I think we look. I think we look in the fourth quarter and we see Joe Burrow with a hat on. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, we see him with a hat on. Brandon Allen taking a snap. I um I'm not confident in that, but listen, I, here's Why? what I are you, is is Captain Pessimism back? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. It's the Jets. They're the worst team. They're still an NFL team, and to be honest with you, I they're not the worst team. I still I didn't say they're worst team. No, I did. I did. The Dolphins I, are the worst. I no, the the Texans are easily the worst team in the NFL. Um, no, I disagree. You're wrong. You're objectively wrong. And and the only other acceptable answer is the Jaguars. And you were wrong on Tua. But I was wrong on Tua. But. Your analysis is invalid. I hate you. <laughs> I hate the things that you choose to be. It's on record. It's Why is it every eternity. time I try to do something fun and exciting for us, you make it not that way? <laughs> we open up. We dust off the mics. We come up here. We record a podcast. We're having fun. Bada bing, bada boom. We're doing things. We're saying things. We're speaking great music. And then you ruin it. You ruin it. You bring up the, the, the days of the past. Okay. Well, like we said, we're not talking about the past anymore. It's a hashtag new day. Listen, I'm just it's a saying, hashtag new day. I'm just saying your terrible take is recorded for all eternity. New day. <laughs> new day. And so, um, yeah, I think 24-10, I think, I think the game's actually more competitive than what we think it will be. They've played other teams tough. Yeah, but I, I also, everybody, everybody acts like Robert Sala is this new thing. It's like, it's the same thing that w- with Zach Taylor. We don't know if this guy can coach, man. He has no experience as a head coach. He has, no, you know, he, you know, he called a really, he had a lot of talent on that defense. It's like, we don't know if this guy can coach. I think, I think he's just the hot, hot new, new hotness. I don't think he's a bad coach. Let me put it that way. I don't yeah. think they're come in and, and, and be some schleps out there. Um, you know, the other thing I will say is in California, traveling out west is actually worse. But um, one thing that players have said in the past is when you go to bigger cities like this, and there's a lot to do. Sometimes you get in the night before, you have a little too much fun, and you do some things you shouldn't do. And hey, you know, I don't know what you think our team's doing, man. I don't, I don't get it. Well, they're young guys, you know what I mean? They're out there. I get it, but like also they're pros. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of um, dynamics such as that, isn't it odd that Joe Namath was kind of like a ladies' man, like a player back in the day, and used to be the quarterback of the Jets, and now it's a Mormon? I didn't think about that. Yeah, isn't it wild? That's the antithesis of the New York Jets. Correct, man. All soaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, what a wet take oh that was. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! A lot of bed jumping. Yeah. I bet you know yeah. it doesn't count if someone else is jumping on the bed for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, um, I really think that the Jets will actually play a better football game because um, what's his name is not starting. Um, just disagree. I don't think they'll turn the ball over as much. I think they'll play a lot safer of an offense. I just think you need to have more faith. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. All right, man. So, uh, you know, before the season started, so we, we were cheating because we didn't get to have a show before the season started. Um, I want to end on 
um, a way too early prediction. Um, what do you think our final record will be for the year? Let me um, let me look at the schedule. What do you mean? You it's been a while. Haven't you watched the Bengals games already? Shouldn't yeah. you know? You already know what seven of them the outcomes are. You only have ten more to look, to choose from. Okay, and I'm looking. Who do you think we lose to? Um, um I don't know. To be honest, I could see us losing to um, Raiders, the Ravens, and the Browns once. I think we sweep the Steelers. Okay, I'm in on that. I actually think I think we split with the Browns, but I think we sweep the rest of the division. You think so? Yeah, I do. I um I think I think the Raiders is a good call. Um, I think that uh the Chiefs actually will play us really well. I think they'll I think it's going to be a more dire win game for them. Yeah. Um, I think we make the playoffs. Me too. I'm going to go out on a limb uh here and say we finish um 11 and six. Okay, so we have two losses. Who do you think we lose to? Uh, I think we lose to the Chiefs and the Raiders. That's four. That's four losses. Who are the other two? Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> hey, math is hard sometimes. Oh, we lose to the Browns once. Okay. That was one of them. Um. So. So I, you know what? I'll go. I'll go twelve and I'll go twelve and uh, twelve and four. Twelve and five. That's what I had too. I mean, yeah. I, I told you. I said, I said they lose. I said they lose to the Raiders, and the Chargers, or not the Chargers, the Raiders and the Browns ones. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you think twelve wins is good enough for a first place with an expanded playoffs? Yeah. Well, I know that I, I would definitely agree that we make the playoffs. But do you think anyone else in the AFC has won twelve? I could see the Bills. I could see the Bills. I could also see the Titans too. Bills are sitting at four and two right now. The Titans, man, what a that's fun. That's like watching football from like earlier in the two thousands. I mean, a, watching Derrick Henry, he's an animal. I mean, he's yeah. a different beast. I don't know how he 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 ball carries the ball too and stays healthy yeah. somehow. So, yeah. um, yeah, run the wheels off that man. We can do that, with Joe Mixon too. Yeah. But all right, man. Well, I uh, we'll see. So we both had twelve and. Uh, I think so. I mean, I, that's lame. I know. I listen. I said mine first. I said who was going to lose first. <laughs> I well, you know what? I'll and go then back. You, and then you miscalculated. I'll go back just just to be just for the sake of argument. I'll go back to eleven and six, and I'll say we drop to the Chargers as well. I think it's a tough game to win on the road. Maybe that's a home game. I really don't know, actually. But uh, yeah, let's see. That's actually that is a home game. But I I'll say we'll drop to the Chargers. Okay. Just because well, I'm, I'm well, we'll, we'll we'll monitor that as the Bengals keep kicking ass. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll be here tomorrow. It's as of this recording, it's uh, it's the Saturday before the game. Um, tomorrow's Halloween as well. So happy yeah. Halloween to everybody. Absolutely. Um, Spooky season. We are uh, we are gonna be having some brewskis, watching the game, uh, and then we're gonna hand out some candy. But hopefully, we're in a better mood, so I'm not. Cursing children away from the house. Yeah, don't worry. I won't let Andrew touch any children. Okay, that's coming out of here. But, uh, um, but yeah, we're going to hand out some candy, and, and my week is going to be determined on whether or not the Bengals come in and take care of business. But um, for me, that's that's all I got. 
uh, that's all here I got here as well. Um, so I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, do remember to follow us on Twitter. Oh yeah, um, we got to do that. I yeah, it's been so, so long. Uh, it's at um, around around underscore the underscore natty. Um, my Twitter handle is at chow, chow underscore, underscore Logan. Logan, and I'm at girly humming. That's G I R L I E H U M M I N. This has been another episode of around the natty and uh it's been fun it's been fun hanging out um i'm logan i'm andrew and we'll catch you around the natty (laughs) 